0: Hey there, and welcome to Real Talk with Sam podcast. We're doing real topics, talking about real stories, and having real talk from a millennial minister's point of view and guests from all over the world. Hello, once again, welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for the support about our current um, episode series. We are talking we are continuing to talk about anxiety in a series we like to call anxiety anonymous. And in this episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some of the things we talked about last week, but we're going to shift a little bit and talk specifically about relationships because let's be honest relationships are not easy any kind of relationship is not easy why because it takes work it takes maintenance it takes sometimes you having to stop and really analyze where you where you are and where the other person is and what you know Miscommunications or you know, changes that have been made. There are so many things associated with relationships, and if you are not accustomed to being in a functional relationship and you are making a shift to going from dysfunctional to functional, guess what? It's going to take work, it's going to take you learning, it's going to take a lot of steps. But I guarantee you, there is a way to conduct yourself, there is a way. To have successful relationships, there is thankfully a lot of people coming out with tools and resources and just a lot of things that are helpful in that area. But on the show, we're just going to dive into it a little bit. Um, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things. This is not going to be a long episode. Anxiety circling around relationships is a common thing. And it could be for a lot of different reasons. One of the main ones is when one person wants the relationship to be successful, or even if there's a mutual understanding that we're aiming for success here, and then they go on to defining what success looks like for them. And they go about, you know, doing whatever work is necessary to ensure that that uh, relationship is successful. That's one reason why there's anxiety around relationships. Another reason why there, why there tends to be anxiety around relationships is when there's conflict. And let's, let's be honest, conflict is going to ar- ar- arise. It's going to arise. And it is not a sign that when you know when you experience disagreements that is a healthy part of a relationship I don't want you y'all to go around here be like oh we always argue and we always disagree and we always seem to have no more than likely it it's goes back to how well you are communicating with the other person and whether or not you are listening to the other person And when I say listening, I don't mean hearing. As most of you may know or may not know, there is a difference between listening and hearing. And in most relationships, and the reason why a lot of the relationships nowadays, I'm talking about romantic relationships, family relationships, friendships, the reason why they fail, the reason why they go down the tubes is because of miscommunications things that were not communicated clearly, things that were not said verbally, so that both parties have an understanding of what is going on. It Because a lot of people think that um, nonverbal cues are sufficient communication, and it's not always sufficient amount of communication. It's just not. Even if you think you know the other person well, let's just create a rule of Let's create a rule right now, right here on the show. We're going to make a rule for us, for all of us, okay? And I want y'all to write this down somewhere, whether it's on your phone, whether it's on a sticky sticky note, whatever it may be. I want y'all to literally write this down. Let's say even in the event that you feel you know the person like the back of your hand, you don't know what the person is going through unless they've communicated that to you. But here's the rule. Your rule for communication is if you, are, if, if you are attempting to communicate with the other person, the other party involved in said relationship, nonverbal cues. If you are attempting to communicate nonverbal cues, body language, and they are not picking up on the hints that you're dropping, and they are not picking up on the cues that you are trying to communicate to them, open your mouth and tell them what's going on verbalize what you're trying to say even if you even if it takes you a minute even if you don't know the words to say and you have to write it down first do something make that effort to verbally communicate to the other person what you need to tell them because i promise you you will probably save yourself a whole lot of headache a whole lot of heartache and a whole lot of arguments by simply making the effort to communicate to the other person in the best possible way. What is what? So y'all can find a way to address whatever it is that needs to be addressed. All right. So again, if the person is not understanding your nonverbal cues, body language, make the best effort to verbally communicate what's what. That is the rule, plain and simple. So going back to what can cause or trigger anxiety around a relationship. And this is a very common thing as well. And I'm specifically talking about romantic relationships. Whether you're dating, courting, engaged, married even. Um, or you're just friends. Or if you're having one of those it's complicated, sort of situationships, which I don't recommend getting in, into. But I'll talk about that on another episode. That that's a whole that's a whole conversation right there. But um, what, whatever relationship you find yourself in is in the context of romantic relationships. A lot of the reason why there's anxiety around a relationship kind of goes into the first point that I made um, about you wanting the relationship being a success. Is because the person doesn't want to go through the same hurt or just hurt period that they went through in a previous relationship with somebody else they're afraid of running into the same person just with a different face and oftentimes if you haven't yet learned how to um, select the right person for you in the uh, in the sense of um, personality and in the sense of uh, what they already are Achieving what what their purpose is, whether or not they know their purpose, you have to have a certain standard for yourself. And it when you decide to date somebody, you it's really not in your best interest to just be formulating your qualifications and just be formulating your standards. You have to already have them set in stone, so that you avoid compromising or settling for something less than what you what that standard that you've set for yourself and let's be honest ladies be honest a lot of us have done it at least once or twice why because the guy was cute had a nice smile hair was on point had money in his pocket spoiled us and everything else they seemed to have it all on the outside but after time went by that mass started to drop and you saw the real him and then you were like oh oh but see after your heart gets invested and after your emotions get invested into this person now you feel stuck when in fact it was in your best interest to have those standards up have those standards set in stone and gentlemen same thing goes for you cuz i've i have male um, acquaintances and friends that have gone through this many a time had their heart broken too because they fell for the same trap girl was fine dime piece hair was on point natural hair natural everything thick and all I'm not saying that all men like thick women but (laughs) but I'm just saying like they were thick or they were thin or whatever your preference is they seemed to have it all on the outside first couple of weeks were magical y'all were in sync y'all were just it seemed like everything was fine but oh but the minute thing the minute her mask came down the minute that makeup came off you saw the real her you saw those insecurities you saw that controllingness and, and there's, and that is very, very prevalent among women and namely black women, women of color. Why? Because we go through a whole lot in our lives. And I don't know if this is a thing that has been passed on from generation to generation. I personally feel that it is, but the black women just tend to want to control the the relationship sometimes because they feel that because they have been shut down so much either in their upbringing or their they felt that their opinion didn't matter now that they ha- now that they're grown and they have a chance to you know have a successful relationship they feel that the best way to do that is to have some kind of control over the relationship when in fact that is the perfect time to start learning what compromises listen to me very very clearly all women are not controlling but depending but I want you to take time to invest and ask questions about their upbringing not not going into like the therapist's office couch I'm not talking about that but take an interest in how she grew up because that will tell you a lot about what she has been exposed to and ladies the same thing with with men that you're dating I want you to take time to not investigate, um, invest time and ask questions about how this man was brought up. What was he exposed to? If both parents were present in his life, all of those things, because they will tell you a lot about what he's been exposed to, what he's been taught either directly or indirectly and how he lives his life, how that is, how that has impacted the way he lives his life today, because you will find that a lot of things, a lot of the qualities that the person has, a lot of the behaviors that they have, stem from those things. And if you, and if the person, and I don't want you to write off the person just because they have said uh, they have said uh, traits or whatever, because people are always capable of changing if they are open to. People are always capable of changing, of growing, of elevating, especially if they are Christian, if they are truly in Christ, if they are truly, if they got that relationship with God, if anything, if they got that intact, then they are capable of changing. They are capable of coming up. So don't write off somebody just because they're not starting out the way that you feel that they should. Yes. If they already got their thing, if they already got their ish together then yes, I encourage you to move forward. But if they just they if they need that little bit of a kick in the butt and if you after looking at your interview, <laughs> after looking at that interview record, if everything else is lining up but this is just that one thing and and they have already said that they are willing and ready to grow in that area and they have expressed that to you, then that relationship has a chance. Don't write it off. Wait it out and see how that person, whether the person keeps their word or not, then you can make your determination from there. That's my personal advice. Okay. But my point is, um, the point that I was originally making was there's anxiety around relationships because people don't want to get hurt again. And that is a very legitimate reason because hurt does not feel good betrayal does not feel good. Cheating does not feel good. Lying does not feel good. None of those things feel good. None of those things, like a lot of those things will damage a person and damage the, uh, damage the ability for the person to be able to be open and trusting to somebody else. Doesn't have anything to do with the person. It has to do with past experience, so these are the three things that can really cause anxiety around a relationship. Um, but what I do want to tell you, and what I do want to encourage you with is even with these common triggers, even with these things that can very well cause anxiety, can very well cause conflict and can very well cause, you know, things to go left very quickly, I want to encourage you that there is hope for a successful and peaceful relationship. You could still be a a model relationship in the sense of what a relationship is supposed to look like in a Christian context. Simply by following the word of God when it comes to relationships. God says a lot about relationships in the Bible. You just have to really... Read it and understand it and really apply it to your current situation. And you will see that there's a lot of similarities between the people in the Bible that that is written, that is written and your current relationship. It's just different. (laughs) Really, when you break it all down, it's just a different location and a different person and a different name. Okay, so that's why I always encourage you to. Make sure you read your Bible. And, and if there's specific things that you need knowledge and wisdom and understanding of. Either use a concordance or Google search it. There's there's an online concordance as a matter of fact. There's resources out there. I promise you. You will find a lot of information and a lot of, uh, of um, resources about relationships in a Christian context. And it. One of the main things is it all boils down to communication. It all boils down to y'all being on one accord and y'all not being, and y'all being equally yoked. Because that's another thing that's, that's a very big problem. And a lot of the times people become unequally yoked because of the lack of standards. And your standards should be God's standards that he's already set for you through his word. You don't have to go and research and do a whole bunch of other, other stuff and, you know, follow relationship experts just to find out what, you know, what your standards should look like because it's right there in the word of God. Now, if you want to do that, and if this person is, is, uh, is a Christian couple, then that's fine because you can use discernment to figure out whether or not they are truly following the word of God anyway, but go to the source is my point. Go to the source specifically scriptures on relationships, look and see what God says about you. Look and see what God says about the, uh, uh, the person of the opposite sex and see what, and you will find what you are to look for a very good place to start. Ladies, Proverbs 31 chapter, uh, um, Proverbs chapter 31 verses 10 through 31 It's going to tell you what, um, attributes you can aim for if you don't already have them. And it is also going to tell you what um, what what the man should do. There's a few other scriptures as well. Um, I'm probably going to go into that in the next episode. But my point is that's a good place to start. Uh, Ephesians is also another place uh, to start. I forget the scripture exactly. But I believe it's Ephesians 4 verses... Five and six, something like that. But my point is Ephesians is a good way to start too, as far as learning what attributes to look for in a man. First Corinthians is also another good book um, to look at as far as that goes. There's a lot of different scriptures. I'm just naming books at this point. But my point is go to the source, go to the word of God to get a, get an understanding of what the standards are and should be in your own life. And you will weed out a lot of people and weed out a lot of people that are trying to be unequally yoked and trying to be attached to you that really should not be there in the first place. Okay. So with all that being said, I hope that this has given you some more insight into what a Christian relationship looks like. And also some common triggers about why anxiety tends to be in relationships and how you can Used, and, and I hope that you can use that information to, you know, allow it to open your eyes and and allow you to really transform the way you communicate with your partner, with your family member, with your friend. And so that you can have, even in the midst of a um, ever-changing world in the sense of, you know, all this chaos we have going on, that your household, your the place that you are in control of, the place that... You have say so about how it's going to go down, that you can be all the difference in the world just by your corner being straight and your corner being progressive in Christ. So I love y'all much. Hope and pray that this was helpful. Hope and pray that this was encouraging. And I will talk to you again next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Talk with Sam podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it and I definitely hope you got something out of it. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Official RTWS Podcast and shop for our original merchandise by clicking the shop button or visiting the link in the bio. See you next time.